0: Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: Hello, everyone. Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio on the C-Suite Network. Very excited today because... Julianne Sullivan, my friend from Pittsburgh, is our guest today. Julianne is the author of Blueprint for Employee Engagement. 37 Essential Elements to Influence, Innovate, and Inspire. I love this book, and I love it for a couple of reasons. Because anytime you tell me you're going to give me 37 of something, especially in a topic that I'm fairly excited about, because, hey, employee engagement is is sometimes the whole backbone of what great customer service in a company is all about. Because you have good, happy, engaged employees. They're going to do their best to take care of the customers. And when you tell me there's 37... I know I'm going to find at least one, maybe two, if not 30 or 35, maybe even all 37 points that are relevant. (laughs) Julianne, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. How are you?
0: Hey, I'm great, and uh, I'm sure you found one or two because I know you're pretty smart.
1: (laughs) I don't have to be smart. You make me smart just reading this book. (laughs) I come in, I talk to my people. I go, hey, guys, let's try this. You know what I love about (laughs) this book? It's great for like – Uh, We have a Monday morning meeting. Every Monday morning we sit down. By the way, it's every Monday morning I'm in town. If I'm not in town Monday, we bump it to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever that first day I'm back. And it's like this this is the kind of thing you sit down and you say, hey, everybody, we're going to talk today about, well, here's number one, accountability. Number two is attention and then attitude, authenticity. And, and, uh, you know, it looks like you've done these in alphabetical order, so there's no way we can say one's done for a particular reason.
0: That's why I did it in alphabetical order, because I couldn't choose which was most important.
1: Well, I'm going to ask you what you think the most important is, at least as far as customer service is concerned. Now, Julianne, you and I know each other from the NSA. Now, some people who don't know what that is or don't know (laughs) us or have never listened to the show before is going to think, Ooh, national security. uh, no." No, no, no. Those are the people that listen. We're part of the National Speakers Association. We're the ones that talk.
0: That's right. <laughs> so we always have something to say.
1: We do. And uh, you and I met in Pittsburgh. You picked I don't know if we met before that, but you picked me up at the airport. We went to a great dinner, and then I did the speech for the local National Speakers Association Pittsburgh chapter, which was awesome, by the way. And uh, then you dropped me off. We've been great friends ever since. So let's talk about the book, though, because that's what we're here to talk about and ideas that our audience who are all about customer service and customer experience can use and implement ideally right away would be cool so let's first talk about what's the blueprint for employee engagement tell us how you came up with the book what the book's about i mean we, we know about what it's about but really let's get into it a little bit deeper from the author herself
0: Okay, so the reason I came up with the book is I've been talking about writing a book forever on topic, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I met a couple of people through C-Suite and we became the publishing divas to get a book done because, you know, everybody talks about doing a book. Um, and I actually sat down over about a couple of weeks and made a list of what I thought important um these essential elements would be when you're talking about employee engagement. So everyone wants to know, how would you come up with 37? That was the number.
1: (laughs) That's just how many you came up with.
0: That's that's how many I came up with.
1: That's that's pretty um, scientific.
0: It's pretty scientific, yes. And then I I wanted to write something where people could get a nugget, you know, because people are so busy. Very few people have time to read a book that's 300 pages long to finally get to the meat, you know what I mean? So so many people I talk to, they're busy, 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 so it's like, great, take one of these, like you said you're using it for your Monday morning meetings that could be Wednesday or Thursday, and delve into it. Because actually you could take any one of these and work on it for a month or six months depending upon how deep you want to get into it and and have people utilize it and then have people come back together and talk about the best practices and, and what they discovered and share that with one another and spread the love.
1: And, and that's exactly <laughs> how you use the book. Don't just read the book. And by the way, I, I mean, it's 80 some odd pages long with thick, big letters, which is what I love this. I don't even need to wear my glasses to read this book. And. And, and you know, and here's the interesting, you see, you only came up with 37, but I got to tell you, there's no fluff in this book. It's usually like when I uh, did my last book, I probably had a hundred and some odd habits. Uh, We grouped them into seven categories, but there was a hundred and some odd and I cut them down to about 35. I got rid of what I called the crap, the fluff. But as I read through this, there's really not any fluff. I mean, I'm not going to say some of these don't resonate with me more than others, but none of them are wrong. I mean, let's just jump. If, if, you know, I know they're not in any given order, but I love trust. And you quote one of my favorites, Zig Ziglar. And the reason he's one of my favorites, you don't realize is Zig's been gone. His legacy still lives on. They still have the Zig Ziglar company and people are out there doing motivational programs based on Zig's material. But if people like you, they'll listen to you. But if they trust you, They'll do business with you. That's
0: mm-hmm. huge. That's huge. It is huge. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, I, and I don't think people, I mean, I think sometimes businesses need to remember what it's like for them if they're doing home improvement. I just had somebody here, uh, I'm trying to get quotes on um, putting some insulation in my very old house that has none. And, uh, and you live in you Pittsburgh
1: know, and it's the wintertime. That, that sounds like just a pers- perfect recipe for you to want to move to Miami.
0: <laughs> no, I'm going to just, I really like Pittsburgh, so I'm going to get some um, insulation instead. But anyway, you know, as I was sitting and talking to these people that come in, there is a sense of trust. As I was sitting there thinking, like, I don't know how much they're really putting in the walls, right? It's not like I'm going to dig, dig, it, get in there and say, well, how dense is this? Because they're all. So there's there's an element of trust you have when you have someone do home improvement, and a lot of that has to do with a feeling you get uh, in communicating with those people. And it's the same way when people are at work. Um, that trust not only will people want to do business with you, but in this book it stands for people will want to work for you,
1: work with if you, they work don't for trust you, you, if you. If they don't trust you, it's hard. hard. And you know what? If they work with you, it's not like uh, a customer can choose to go elsewhere and do business. They're forced to work with you, but you know when they complain, they complain when they're, they're having lunch with another colleague and they're talking about you. So all of these. So here's here's the way I read this book, and then I want to get into it. Right. I'm by the way, number twenty six is patience, which I have very little of, but it's the ability to wait for a long time without becoming annoyed or upset. And I love your quote: "God grant me patience, but hurry."
0: I have that hanging in my kitchen, so I look at it every day.
1: <laughs> I love this. I love this. And so, so, uh, where, where, where is it going with this? Uh, I don't remember. I'm, I guess there's, there it is. Squirrel, OCD, whatever it is, or whatever I am. I don't know what I Squirrel. am. Squirrel. Uh, I'm gonna,
0: my next book's gonna be called Squirrel.
1: <laughs> Are you gonna use me as your role model case study? No,
0: I have you? my own role model sitting right here with me.
1: Alright. <laughs> me. So you. So we're gonna talk about customer service now. Uh, I just want a real quick wrap-up on why you think employee engagement and the culture that employee engagement fos- fosters is important to customer service.
0: Well, when you're talking about customer service, you're talking people to people. And if the people who are giving out their customer service are not happy, their, their attitude is bad, then that's what they're going to portray out. If they, if your people don't know how to have patience, don't know how to be respectful, don't know how to be receptive to people talking to them, being able to listen, ooh, big word. Huge. Uh, huge. Then they're not going to be able to do good customer service. Plus the fact when people, when you have good Workplace culture: people are more productive, and they're more careful in what they do, so they make less errors. Isn't that going to make your customers happier?
1: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because they're engaged means you're not only engaged with people, but engaged means you're paying attention. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, A- absolutely. So great. We've got. I mean, we're not going to be able to go through all thirty-seven, but. Um, <laughs> Just give me a few examples before we get into specific chapters in the book. Give me a, a few examples of how business culture directly affects and impacts customer service. I know you well, just like, mentioned that. You mentioned the kind of the overarching why, and it's important, and this is the result. But give me some specific examples.
0: Okay. So first of all, it, we'll go back to attitude because that's one of my favorites because it's the only thing in life we're really in charge of. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a crapshoot. So, um, can, I quote, that's can not, we
1: tweet that out? Everything else, yes, over? we
0: can. Okay. Attitude is the only thing you can control. With everything else is a crapshoot. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is is that um, when people feel like they can make a contribution to the company as a whole, you are going to create problem solvers and idea makers, which is only going to make your company that much better. The other way that um, business culture directly affects customer service is when people feel like they, this is my basis in life, people want to be acknowledged and valued. When they feel acknowledged and valued, they exude that to your customers. And they acknowledge them by some of the things I mentioned before, like listening and being receptive to what their issue is. And they also show the customer that they're valued by doing that. So those are some specific examples. If the business culture is built around those aspects, those essential elements, then that is, in turn, what your workforce is giving your people. And let's face it, customer service is easy when everything is going well. I only know how good a company is when things don't go well.
1: Yeah, that's right? when the rubber hits the road.
0: That's that that's when saying. you know. Yep. And if you haven't given your workforce the tools they need to deal with that, and that might be teaching them how to listen better cuz i do a lot of work in communication as i'm sure you do as well um that that's critical because that's when people right if people like your company they may tell one person if they don't like something that happened they'll tell 20 or amazing. a million
1: it's like the greasy what are they, or no the squeaky the squeaky wheel. wheel gets the grease yes, or the gets grease. the oil. And, and, and what that means is, you know, and it really amazes me, people that are happy with you should be treated as well as, if not even better than the people that complain. And sometimes we make the mistake, and I know I'm getting off tangent here, but sometimes we companies in general will make a mistake and treat the complainer better than they would their best, yep. happiest, loyal um, easy to do business with customers, which sometimes drives me crazy. I just wrote an article uh, specifically about how, and again, this is a little off-tangent, but it's amazing how these new customer offers. <laughs> yeah, it's my show. I'll do it. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Right. It's my show, and I'll go off topic if I want to. But seriously, companies are in treating their brand-new, never-before-done business with customers better than they treat their loyal customers. You know, oh, my uh, gosh. Let's not even go there. The phone <laughs> companies are willing to give a free phone, oh, an expensive phone, away uh-huh. if you're a new customer. But if I'm an old customer, I get nothing. And, uh, hey,
0: the cable companies are the same way, and I won't mention the name. Right, but they're all that years, way. It's like I've been your customer for 20 years, and mm-hmm. a new customer gets it for seventy nine ninety nine a month. Can I get that in the two? Oh no, yours is a one twenty nine ninety
1: nine. What? Yep, isn't that amazing? So you know what? It, it's and by the way, not all cable companies, not all phone companies will no. do it. And and many times if you call, and I've experienced this. I'm not going to tell you the name of the company, but their initials are AT and T. That's my carrier. I, I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and let me tell you what happened one day. I called them about an international plan because I was getting ready to go overseas, and I turn on mm-hmm. the international when I go overseas. And the woman said, Mr. Hyken, I see that you have a lot of unused minutes. I want to take a look and see if I can save you money. And I was shocked. By the way, this hasn't happened just once. It's happened more than once. It's happened twice where I completely changed my plan at their recommendation saving me money. And another that time they just me. dropped the price without me asking. And isn't mm-hmm. that wonderful when it happens anyway we're going to take a short break we've been going a little bit longer than we usually do but that's all right you've given us some great insights already when we come back we're going to start going through some of your favorite lessons out of the 37 essential elements to influence innovate and inspire and that's from the book blueprint for employee engagement by Julie Ann sullivan available all over amazon.com don't go away this is amazing business radio we'll be right back
0: This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken.
1: We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Julie Ann Sullivan, my buddy and fellow speaker and author. And she's written this great book, Blueprint for Employee Engagement. So what are your favorite? I, I guess is that fair to ask? It's like asking yeah, of your kids, fair. what's your favorite? You, know, do you Do you love your <laughs> well, son it's not or my, daughter these better? These are
0: kind of like my kids, but I absolutely have favorites.
1: All right. Let's hear I'm not going I know we don't have time for all. Do we need a drum
0: roll or something for yeah, number like, one? Do you, like you want me to the, go three, two, one, or
1: uh, like, like you know, let's just start with number one and see how much we can how far we can go. I'm excited okay. just thinking about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My number one is communication. Mm, okay, And I can really talk about communication all day, and the thing is is it could be one word. So I I I really love working with people and listening to what they say and stopping them and saying, "What if you used this word instead of this word?" And I'll I'll give you an example. Great. When leaders talk about people working for them as opposed to with them, they change the relationship.
1: One word I changes change- it. Yeah. And I think it's an, it's a feeling of inclusion versus uh, serve subordination. It. I serve
0: you, yeah. or I'm your mm-hmm. servant.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when it comes to customer service, one of the reasons some people struggle with wanting to give good customer service is they feel like they're servant to somebody. But, you know, in effect, you you are, but that's not a bad thing. You want to do business. They should – you should serve your customer. You should bend over backwards for your customer. You know, any any company that has somebody coming in and spending their hard-earned money on whatever it is that you sell deserves to be served served to. So with versus for, especially in the context, you know, how about the word boss? I, you know, one day somebody said, hey, this is my boss. They were referring to me, and I was like in my 20s. I'm going, wait a minute, I'm the boss? I thought I had a boss. <laughs> no, I am the boss. I, yes. But, but I, I thought I actually feel awkward when somebody refers to me as the boss when we're out. Hey, I want to introduce you to my boss. Um, I, what do you think of that word boss? Is that a communication word? Communication? You know, I think,
0: I think it just depends upon who's talking be, um, and how comfortable they feel about it and how they're using it and the tone they use. Um, you know, it's becoming more and more kind of cliche to say, that's my boss or this is my secretary, for instance. Right. Mm, yeah because now and secretary this, is
1: the same as the word stewardess it's like from back in the yeah, 70s
0: right now that person is my assistant yes and supports and helps me do my job right there's a whole different recognition you're not just somebody who answers my phone and and I give envelopes to mail out you're my life we understand now that that assistant is like the, the foundation for the leader, right, to be able to do their job.
1: Right. And without that person, you may or may not, you know, be effective. In one of my books, uh, Amaze Every Customer Every Time, there is somebody I interviewed that owned a hardware store, one of the ACE hardware stores. The book uses ACE as an example. And he said, we wanted to come up with a word other than customer so we call uh-huh. our customers neighbors because they are the neighborhood helpful hardware place nice and so when people walk in everybody's trained to say hello neighbor
0: now like, doesn't that sound like friendly mr rogers yeah in a
1: way mr rogers but think about this for just a second you can't say hello customer that
0: just doesn't sound right right <laughs> <laughs> right. So, right. And what happens, that customer already feels connected to you when you do that.
1: Yep. And I also think it it you know, a word can't change the culture but can help paint the picture of the culture. All right. Let's right. do number two.
0: Well, I'm gonna skip over number two for a second because I wanna to go to my number three which is service, because you talked about that. All right. So I talk about that in the book and I think the main thing with service, you were talking about somebody who Feels like they're, you know, always serving the customer. The thing is, is when you have a job in customer service, it's not about you. It is about the customer.
1: It's always about and the other person. Customer
0: it's always about the other employee. person, and you don't do it because oh, I got to serve them. You do it because you're proud of the company that you work with and for and you want to that person to love that company too so that's you know backing up that's where the employee engagement and business culture has to be one in which the the person who is dealing with the client or customer um Feels proud of where they work, feels like they have good values, feels like they have a good mission, feels like they give back to society, feels like they have integrity so that they can exude that to others.
1: Wow. So that's number three, which actually in the book is number 35. So uh, you jumped. Yeah, you jumped. So what's number two?
0: Patience. Oh, there we go.
1: (laughs) Have I, I shown a little bit of patience? I, I let you talk for number three just a little while before I say, come on, man, give me number two. There's my OCD kicking in.
0: Patience is really number 26. And and here's the thing about patience, because I struggle with it all the time as well. With many of these, I really believe what people, to have great success with any of these essential elements, you have to realize that you're not perfect. Sorry. And and so it's not like you're ever going to get rid of your impatience, Shep. However, if you can get to a point where you are aware of when you're impatient, then you can change. You can make a change in an instant because you go, ooh, I'm not listening or I'm I'm trying to rush this and it's still going to take 10 minutes. And I need to do something different. Like, let's say you're you're waiting for your tires to be fixed or something, um, and you can be as impatient as you want, but it's still going to take as long yeah, as it takes.
1: Yeah, there's nothing you can control, which is why right. I love So the if quote, you you know grant me patience, but hurry. But
0: yeah, but yeah. hurry. Um, so if we as we build our self awareness, we can understand that we're human and we're going to screw up, and. We're not perfect, but if we can catch ourselves, then we can make a difference.
1: Love it. Love it. All right. Number
0: four. Oh, my gosh. Well, I would say in business it's purpose, which is really number 28 it's hard for me to pick these and get you know there's I love them all they're like my children but um, I know that in business when people know what the purpose is of what they're doing they can do it much better so I'll tell a quick story there was a company that made bracelets that would have people's uh, pertinent information on it for people who like to go out and ride bikes hike whatever on their own And so this guy got on a bike and he rode down the street and he had a heart attack and he fell in the street and a bunch of people came around and they saw his bracelet and it had his phone number and they called his wife who was around the corner and she came and she rode to the hospital with him where he did die, but she got to spend the last minute or two with him. So she wrote the company a letter and said, oh my gosh, if it wasn't for your bracelet, I would never have spent that last minute with my husband. So what the company did was they pulled everybody in and read them the letter and said, this is what you do. You're not an engraver. You're not, you know, whatever piece there is to this bracelet. That's not, you know, that may be what you do on a daily basis, but the purpose of what you do is this.
1: Yep. Simon Sinek calls it the why. Yeah. the why. Him and I
0: are exactly the same, except
1: He's, He's a worth guy.
0: A lot more money. <laughs> He's a guy, <laughs> and he has more Twitter followers.
1: <laughs> so he probably does. All right, we're going to take another break. When we come back, uh, you mentioned purpose, but hey, I love the quote you use for purpose. The two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out. Why? Why? And that's a quote from Mark Twain, and that's a perfect time to take a break. We'll be right back. Come back with a few more of these nuggets from Julianne Sullivan's book, Blueprint for Employee Engagement. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Want to amaze your customers, impress the people you work with, and outshine your competition? Going from average to amazing isn't an out-of-reach goal. In fact, amazement is a habit that anyone can master. In my latest book, Be Amazing or Go Home, I share the secrets behind my mantra, which is to always be amazing. Drawing on the routines of incredible people, I share simple practices that can elevate your game. Once you master those habits, you'll be able to create trust, build stronger relationships, make sales, advance your career, and much more. Now is the time to step out of ordinary and step into being amazing. Be Amazing or Go Home is now available on amazon.com in ebook and hardcover
0: this is amazing business radio with Shep Hyken
1: we're back on amazing business radio talking with Julianne Sullivan and I'm looking at at, let's I I don't know if you have another one picked out as like your fifth or your sixth but I want to jump to one I want to jump to number 31 relationships yep yep and so I love your quote by Scott Stratton my buddy by the way uh, actually, I couldn't. I, I'm going to be more of a buddy. Uh, he's now part of our group, our mastermind group, and I'm going to get to know him even better. But I'm, I'm oh, so good. impressed with Scott and his speaking. He did a great job uh, the last couple of times I've seen him speak. If you believe business is built on relationships, make building them your business. That's pretty powerful. Yep.
0: Well, and I'm, I'm a relationship person, so. Um, I'm all about relationships and what they bring you, which means they grow over time. You don't meet somebody and create a relationship. and, And for businesses and customer service, you build relationships with your customers and clients over time. They may have an immediate need that they come to you for in the beginning, but afterwards, there has to be something else there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking before about the hardware store. There's a reason people go to small hardware stores instead of big hardware stores, because they know those people. I live down the street from a family-owned hardware store. I don't know how long it's been there, forever. And everyone in the South Hills, in this area, and even people out at Rogers, you can get anything at Rogers.
1: Wow. And, 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 um, and you go in there and they know who you are.
0: Yeah, they know who you are, and you can ask them a question, and they are trained to leave wherever they are and take you to what you need.
1: Is that is Waller's an Ace Hardware? Tell me it's an Ace Hardware. No, no. Oh, it's, yes, it's, it's got to be. Don't. It's got to be.
0: Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that's it's, what, it's that's a, what they do. Yeah. So it's that same type of mentality, right? Like you're bringing people in. I care about you. They might as well have a big sticker on them that says, I care about you, and Everyone likes that and there's better a, than, is there anybody here who can help me?
1: Right. And and by the way, help doesn't mean, oh, what you're looking for is an aisle six halfway down. Help yeah, is, go over there. Right, help is doing what, what you just mentioned. They take you there and they ask you, what are you using this for? And there's a big difference between friendly service and helpful service, and I constantly drive that. All right. I want to jump into leadership. Number 24 is leadership. And especially in service, I believe when it comes to customer service, there is leadership. Anybody can be a leader. But this is your quote from Jim Rohn, one of the great motivational people of, of all time. The challenge of leadership is to be strong but not rude. Be kind but not weak. Be bold but not a bully. Be thoughtful but not lazy. Be humble but not timid. Be proud but not arrogant. Have humor but without folly.
0: I Uh, love that. I
1: love that quote too. But let's take it to customer service. Uh, Everybody can be the person that others say, wow, look at him or her. I aspire to be like that.
0: Right. And the other important thing I want to bring out about leadership and how it relates to customer service is people need to feel without fear that they can ask questions. So if you have a business culture where people are too afraid to say, you know, this part of of this manufacturing is not working that well and I think we could do it better this way, then you get these big recalls on millions of cars, right, because somebody was too afraid to speak up um, because they were afraid they were going to lose their job or they were afraid of something. You and I saw that speaker talk about the oil rig that blew up and how right. that was something that could have been um, uh, prevented. alleviated. Yep. Yeah, prevented. Thank you. So that's really important. The other part that I think is really important in leadership is to be able to let go, to have that trust. We talked about trust before. And so it's the power to give your people who are doing the customer service directly the power to do what's right. So if you make your parameters, and we've all been there, you're on the phone, and someone is reading you a script, and you're saying, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about, and this is the problem, and then they just read that script again, I hate and honestly, they're... you want to go through the phone and choke them? <laughs> so...
1: It's, uh, I get it. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. But but to the leadership point, um, I get what you're saying. As a leader, we have to inspire. We've got to be role models. Um, and I think anybody, regardless of whether they're a leader in an, in an office that's on the top floor or whether in the next cubicle over, can take on uh, leadership, especially when it comes to service. Because when somebody does a great job, it's like, wow,
0: did you hear how he or she did that? Right? Did you hear what he or she said? Man they I always use the example because everybody's been in an office, I think where there's a copier, and then the paper gets stuck, and nobody wants to fix it, so nobody uses the copier because they don't want to take it apart and find that piece of paper in there, and then there's always somebody who does right They're the leader
1: and they're the hero
0: exactly
1: right, good one exactly, All right.
0: so. We're almost,
1: we're almost out of time. I want to do one more, and I love this one. And then I've always got, got my one thing question. Do I have
0: to guess what it
1: is? You want to guess? Go ahead. No. Guess. I want you to guess. What do you think it is? Respect. But uh, let's hear about respect before uh, we go to number 21, which is gratitude, because that's where I get to thank you. But tell me about uh, respect.
0: Well, I think respect is you have to. Give respect to get respect. And I think people have that backwards. Mm. You can't demand respect. And when you respect other people to do their job well, the research shows people will do their job better than if you don't trust them.
1: Yep. And there we are. We're right back to trust again. You know, almost everything leads back to trust. Oh, yeah. All right. All right gratitude because this is where i get to thank you profusely for being on our show so thank you thank you thank you (laughs) really you've given us a lot of information first of all we had fun we talked we joked around a little bit but your book i mean you're going to look at this book people you're going to go okay it's a thin little book it's only got 80 some odd pages there is gold in them thar hills as as the expression goes there is gold in this in in this little book, it's beautiful. I mean, and and I look at the people that have endorsed your book. People from Walt Disney, from the Zig Ziglar Corporation. Tom Ziglar, the CEO of the Ziglar Corporation, the proud son of Zig. Uh, you've got amazing people that say this book is awesome, and you know what? It is. And you got our buddy, of course, Jeffrey Hazelet. Jeffrey, you know. yeah. yeah. You got Mark Sanborn. There's somebody missing. Needle Cobain is here. Joe, where's Shep? Thank oh, you. my
0: gosh. I'll be on the Did next Did that book. not get put in here? <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. I'm going to have to reprint the whole book.
1: Oh, no. Don't do that. But number 21 is gratitude. And this is where I get to say thank you. But I think a feeling, as you say, a feeling of appreciation or thanks, that's your dictionary definition. And I think, you know, it, it's great. Grateful people can have 10% fewer stress-related illnesses. That's what, oh yeah. if anything, be grateful, and you'll start to feel better. <laughs>
0: Now, and the thing about gratitude is, actually, I wrote my last book on gratitude called It's a Little, a Little Bit of Gratitude Goes a Long Way, and I will send you a copy, Chef.
1: I can't wait.
0: And, um, But the thing about gratitude is the more you're grateful, the more things you find to be grateful for.
1: So I know the audience has heard this, and we're tight on time, but I'm going to share it anyway. They've heard it before. I took a day planner, you know, like one of those little pocket planners that you keep in your uh-huh. breast pocket or, in, you know, if you can put it, you know, anywhere. It's <laughs> – excuse me. <laughs> but I instead of writing down and planning things out, at the end of every day, I wrote down something good that happened to me in business and personally every day, Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday, just one thing that happened to me personally that I am thankful for that it uh, was something good do you know when you start to do that you find optimism it's just so many places you find it everywhere it's an
0: attitude changer for sure
1: yeah it's like bad days only last 24 hours but you can almost always as I did for that whole year I always found something good even in the bad days Good
0: for you. I'm proud of you.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. So gratitude, we've got time for the one thing question. This is the final question. The one thing you want this audience that's listening to this show to remember, it can either be something new you want to share or something you want to emphasize. It's like the lightning round, but it's only one question. Go.
0: Remember that everything you do and everything you say ripples out to the rest of the world and own that.
1: Mm, I like that. I like that. Everything you do and everything you say ripples out to the rest of the world. And that's part of uh, a strong employee engagement. So the boss needs to recognize. There we use that word, the boss. Uh, But the The leadership needs to recognize that what they say, how they say it, perhaps using your communication uh, uh, lesson, the word, the one word they may change, it's going to be felt and heard by everyone. And, hopefully it'll and be that goes way.
0: colleague to colleague as well.
1: Mm, yep. Absolutely, 100%. This is why we call this amazing business radio. Julianne Sullivan has written this great book. I urge you to get it. Go to Amazon.com, Blueprint for Employee Engagement, 37 Essential Elements to Influence, Innovate, and Inspire. We've talked about eight of them and uh, actually probably a few more as we we digress into <laughs> other areas. But eight main ones, communication, uh, patience, service, purpose, relationships, leadership, respect, and gratitude. And again, I have my gratitude to you, Julianne. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm back
0: at you, Chef.
1: All right. Thank you. Again, everybody, this is a an, another, this is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. We've just had another amazing episode. So everybody stay tuned for next week. We'll have another one. And until then, my three favorite words, always be amazing. Thanks for listening.